Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. All right, guys, welcome to our last quarantine chat. This is Jessica. And Taylor. And KJ. We're all here. <laughs> Woohoo! But really, we are excited to end this series just because that means that there's hope that quarantine will end for all of us eventually. So it's obviously going to be like a slow phase out that's going to be different everywhere that everyone lives. But we wanted to give you this episode so that you have the skills to know how to handle it as wherever you live comes out of quarantine. I know that KJ and I are in Utah and we're starting to phase out, I guess. We're on the yellow level mm, right which now. is only a Utah thing. Maybe it's in other states, but I didn't know that. The color system. Because I was in Montana this weekend and was like, yeah, we're in yellow. What are you guys at? And no one knew what I was talking about. So that was (laughs) cool. They were like, oh, fire danger? We're red right now. Thanks. (laughs) Red, red, red. Actually, it's probably orange right now because it's springtime. But give us a week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, here in Utah, we're in the yellow phase, which means that a lot of things are reopening and we're allowed to see more people. So as that happens, it comes with a surge of anxiety for a lot of people because we have been very safe, sheltered at home. Now we're going back out into the world. And so we're going to give you some tools and tricks to deal with it. First, I think we should start with a story from Taylor about what happened to her today, because I think it's a good learning experience for a few people out there. Yes, hopefully it can help everybody in some way. Yeah, so like Jessica mentioned, I'm in California and I'm in L.A., so our color is probably, if we were to have a color, is red, 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 you know. Yes. Very red. Uh, and red is not good. Red means stop, guys. Stop. So you know. Stop everything. No, yeah. So today, um, or we're supposed to, you have to wear masks in LA all the time when you're outside. It's a rule. And um, no big groups and everything. So as most people know, during quarantine with their kids, parks aren't open. Like, can't go to the play structures, can't do a lot of those normal kid things. So we're trying to improvise. So we live in a small apartment with not a lot of usable outside space for biking because our kids have to stop every five feet because of cars and driveways and stuff like that to stay safe. So uh, my big kids today, and by big, I mean uh, five and three, we, <laughs> yeah, the bigger ones, I took them today to, um, a park that has a basketball court next to a public library. And, uh, we waited for some people to leave the basketball court. And then I took my kids over and, um, we used half of a half court so that they could ride in circles on their bikes. Cause they both just learned how to ride a bike. And it's very exciting. 
And uh, so we're there. And as you all know, like when you go outside at this time, there is just like a certain level of anxiety that just is there because, you know, and especially when you have children, you're making sure they don't go close to anybody. You're making sure they keep their masks on, always touching their face, yada, yada. It's just heightened. So you already have like that heightened amount of anxiety already. That's kind of our baseline. And um, my kids are riding around and this guy just comes up and he just plops right. I mean, he's like a foot away from me on this bench and he plops down um, a basketball, some keys and a phone. And then he goes, hey, I'm going to shoot hoops right here. So we're going to share. And his posture, tone and language was all just from the get go. Very aggressive, very in your face, very like, I'm going to tell you how this is. And, um, so like, as you know, a person and a mother, I kind of, you know, I was like, well, you know, no, that's not what's going to happen. I have my children here. And so I said, actually, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, you know, we're only going to be riding bikes for about 10 more minutes and then we're going to leave. And on the other half of the court, we're like guys collecting themselves to play basketball together. So at that point, like five of them had trickled in. And, um, anyways, so I was like, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, but you know, we'll be gone in 10 minutes. And then he was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I I come here during the middle of the day so that there's less people. And I said, so do I. And then he was like, your kids can go, they can ride up and down the middle of the court. And I was like, between two basketball games. Yeah, so he just wanted us to ride up and down the middle of the court between two basketball games, which was not social distancing at all. And I said, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that. My son has asthma. We're doing our best to stay away from people. We will be gone in 10 minutes. And he just started screaming and yelling at me, just telling me that I shouldn't be there and that my kids can go ride in the parking lot where there were cars everywhere. And I said, my kids can't ride in the parking lot and they can't play on the playground. So we're here for 10 minutes. And then he just kept yelling at me, telling me how much money he made. He said, I make $300 an hour and my time is valuable. And I just said, I'm sure your time is very valuable. You know, and, then, and I started to get riled and so mad. You guys, I was so mad that he was just like in my face and yelling at me and being so disrespectful, but also in the back of my mind, logging all of his like behavior and language and recognizing that he has like a lot of beliefs about women and children and people that have value. And I didn't have value. Like I had no value to him. Like I shouldn't have been there. And, um, so I started getting riled and I said, bro, like we were here first, like we were here first 10 minutes. And then he goes, I was here second. What of it? And I was like, and I, I told him, I told him, I said, I feel like you're being really aggressive right now and you're yelling at me. And I said, I really would appreciate it if you would calm down. I really feel like we can just talk about this. And my body is shaking because I'm having like a mother bear response because I am feeling unsafe and I feel like my kids are unsafe. And then, yeah, he just continued to yell at me, wasn't listening to anything that I said. And as soon as he saw me kind of look a little exasperated when I looked over at my kids, and this was the part that I just like cried for two hours about afterwards, was the fact that I looked over at my kids and they were both standing in the grass with their helmets next to their bikes and they were looking really nervous and they were holding hands. And I was like, oh no, you know, I was like, I need, my kids are feeling really unsafe and I need to get them away from this guy. Like that was the moment where I was like, Taylor, your pride and like being right and winning, like is going to be at the expense of your children's 
like emotions, which was really hard for me. And the whole time, you guys, I'm looking over at these guys. There are about 12 other guys on the other side of this basketball court, and they're all just watching us. And I looked over at them like four different times to be like, you know, when you're something is is happening, that's crazy. And you look over at people, you're like, this is crazy, right? Like, is anybody else seeing how crazy this is? And they all just stared and nobody came over. Nobody said anything. Nobody was like, hey, man, like cut it out, you know, or get out of here or, you know, nobody said anything. And that was really, really, really sad in my heart. <laughs> And so I was just like, fine. I was like, whatever, we'll leave, you know? And then I did make some comments to him about like, you know, thank you for yelling at me in front of my children. Like that's a real stand-up thing to do. And then he was like, get used to it with your attitude. Like people are going to be yelling you at a time, like take your kids and get the app out of here or whatever. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I grabbed my kids and I grabbed their bikes and they were like crying because they were like, mom, why can't we ride our bikes? Why did he take our space? And I said, because he's not a kind person. And he was really mean. And then he heard that and he, you know, said some other things. And then I just like took my kids back to the car and I got to the car and I got them buckled and I sat in the front seat and then I lost it. I just cried so hard all the way home. And my kids were worried about me and they were like, why are you crying? Like, are you sad? Are you okay? And then I just talked to them about how, you know, this guy said some really unkind things and it really hurt my feelings and it made me really sad. And when we got home, my daughter was really clingy with me for the next couple of hours. She just like kept holding my hand and being very sweet and worried about me. And then we talked about how, you know, when somebody is doing something unkind to you and, and you keep telling them and you use your words over and over and over again, like, don't do that. Please don't do this. I don't like this. And at one, at that point, you have to remove yourself to keep yourself safe because that person's not listening to you or your boundaries. And that is the time to leave. And so I felt like it was emotional and traumatizing and very, it made me sad about humans mostly yeah. and worried for my kids. But yeah, that was a really cool you know, venturing out of quarantine experience. So yeah, well, it's just <laughs> unreal how poorly yes, yes. you responded to your attempt to keep you and your family safe. Yeah, with what you felt was right for you guys. Yeah, because clearly he disagreed, and that's yes. fine. He can disagree, but he cannot. Well, he can disagree the yeah. way he did disagree, but. Mm-hmm. I would say in a civilized society, that was a terrible way to disagree with yes. Yes. you know, yeah, just wait <laughs> 10 minutes. I and know. I think that we're all going to have to deal with doing what Taylor did and standing up for what our boundaries are, whichever way that is, you know, mm-hmm. some people are way more lax. A lot of people are a lot more rigid about following social distancing and whatnot. And it, it's okay to go either way. Do what feels safe to you and what is recommended by your local government. Yeah. But it's so sad that people are going to be mean about it. Yeah. And I think we've had several months now of like this built up emotion surrounding Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And a lot of what we've heard and seen is scary. 
Mm-hmm. And so when we do go outside or venture out of kind of what the norm has been for a while and something like that happens, you can respond to that in a way of like, well, I'm never taking my kids outside ever again. Oh, yeah. That definitely passed my mind about yeah. 200 mm-hmm. times today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, okay, how do I decompress from this and then try another day? I don't know. I just think we all may have some of those experiences that really test us. And it's like, okay, how can we process that in a healthy way so Mm -hmm. that we can keep trying to live our lives as best we can? And I think Taylor, you did amazing by letting yourself cry in the car and not being afraid of like showing your kids that emotion. Mm -hmm. And then when Scout was, you know, clinging to you, just like, loving on her and letting her love on you and Mm -hmm. really modeling for her that like, yeah, the world's kind of crazy right now, but we have Mm -hmm. each other and we can be safe with each other even when we're not safe with other people right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there was a big part of me that didn't want to lose in front of my children like did I wanted them to know that if somebody tried to to do something or somebody tried to take something from us like their mom would win you know I'd stand up for us and I'd win and I'd like do that but I think yeah there definitely was that moment where I was like no they need to know that I'll keep them safe and sometimes winning and keeping them safe don't look like the same thing and so yeah but I love what you said about not being afraid and not letting that dictate my behaviors and my thoughts about the world. And I know, uh, KJ on your, um, professional account on your private practice account, you shared some really, really good stuff about fear-based thinking that I was thinking about this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can share some of that. So the interesting thing about fear-based thinking is that it activates that part of our brain that's our panic response, essentially. So um, when that happens, when we're flooded with this fear, it's really hard for us to make decisions. So Taylor, I think you in that situation did an amazing job. An unreal job from (laughs) what you are reporting. You did a great job yeah, of not losing it. Yeah. Oh, it was all happening inside my head. I just didn't want to add guilt for like cursing in front of my children to the list of emotions <laughs> that I was going to experience that afternoon. But like, <laughs> I feel statements like, yeah, just so many things uh, you did where you tried. Just calm down. Yeah. You yeah. gave this guy every opportunity to have an adult conversation. And so, um, what were you doing in that situation to kind of calm your panic response? Because when we're activated, we go right to those like knee jerk reactions. And it Mm -hmm. seems like you were really able to keep yourself quite calm. Yeah. Well, and I love that you mentioned like panic response because I don't know if you guys are like this. I know some other people, I'm a shaker, like a shake. That's my body's physiological response to panic and threat. 
and like it always happens to me when I have babies, like when I'm in the birthing process, I'm always like real shaky. Yeah. So, and I was like, my body was shaking and my voice was kind of shaking. And so I noticed that I was in that kind of like survival panic protection kind of thing. And so what I did was I just like shoved my hands into my pockets to kind of like ground myself in that moment to like get a hold of my body. And then I just kept saying to myself, like, I'm safe. I'm safe. I can handle this. My mm-hmm. kids are safe. And then, yeah, I like in terms of my thought process, I just kept saying to myself, like, I can bring this down. I can bring this down. And just reminding myself that like, I always, whenever anybody's like really rude or something at like, you know, say like a cashier is just like super rude one day. And a lot of the times you're like, that person was so rude. I always think to myself, like that person's probably having the worst day or they probably hate their job or yada, yada, yada. So I kept thinking to myself, like this guy has more, there's so much more behind him right now. And he's acting based off of that and not me and my kids. Like this really has nothing to do with me and my children. This has a lot to do with him. So yeah, I just grounded my body physically. And then I just reminded myself that I was safe, that I was in control. And then I just had to like keep it calm. And I could leave at any time, like no matter what, I could grab my kids and we could go. That's awesome. Yeah, because I think the important thing to remember is that fear is an emotional response to a perceived threat. So it's actually um, something we don't want to eliminate Mm -hmm. because it keeps us safe. Um, It's our brain's way of keeping us safe. So we want to find this kind of happy medium where we're able to control our reactions to it um, and not let it control us, but we still want it there, right? Mm -hmm. So I think something that like how this relates to kind of quarantine shifting and things going back to, I don't know, maybe not completely how they used to be, but things are opening back up. Um, But we could go to Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Jessica's most keen on. Yeah. Let it be real. Have I mentioned before (laughs) (laughs) that I want to go to Disneyland? Yeah. No, I don't think you mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to find that like happy medium of having some of those, you know, fear reactions in a way of like, okay, what do I need to do to keep myself another safe? but not letting it control us to the point where we can like never go out and venture out again. Mm -hmm. Um, So how that would kind of look is like reminding yourself like, Hey, this is a valid feeling and I'm not silly for feeling this. Mm -hmm. My brain is trying to protect me. It's a natural response, but what is within the realm of like, I'm being over the top reactive like I'm leaving my house in a hazmat suit twenty four seven whenever I leave whatever it is I'm going to go do right mm-hmm. um and finding a place where you can kind of use those um affirmations Taylor was using of like I am safe, I'm following you know what I feel like will keep me safe, what my local government is saying, and um I can trust my instincts. 
I think that's the biggest thing is like, I think Taylor, you were trusting your instincts in that situation. You knew where it got to the point where it was going to be damaging to you and your kids and you exited. And that can be something that relates to any type of situation, right? I go to the park when the park opens and, you know, I'm confronted by somebody or um, people show up that are doing things that I'm not comfortable with. And so I have this kind of fear response and I assess the situation and then I say, okay, I'm going to stay because I think I'm just going into that fight or flight and it's not completely valid or, you know, I need to get out of this situation. I think it's about being flexible. It's being willing to say, I'm going to go out and do this today and I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to be happy to wear my mask to protect other people. And then it's maybe going somewhere else and saying, okay, here I don't need to wear my mask and that's fine. And I'm safe here and I can be okay out in public. And, and it's really just being willing to do what feels right and what is demanded by you by society as well. But really just being able to be flexible, like, in Taylor's example, the man who was yelling at her was obviously inflexible. Mm-hmm. And Taylor was trying to be very flexible and compromise. He didn't think she was, but he mm-hmm. was wrong. <laughs> but also Taylor was sticking to her boundaries and staying with what felt right for her and her kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to share the court and I don't have to because I was here first. <laughs> but, but, you know, really saying like, That's what's important to me. I feel good about that. I'm going to stick to my boundaries and I'm not going to let this like fear response dictate me, but I am going to hold firm to what I believe is right for my family. And I think that that was really impressive of Taylor, not just to cave, but to be like, no, this is what is right for us. And we get to choose that. And he should have respected that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think going out into public is going to be us being flexible with what other people are asking us to do and and what we are asking other people to do mm-hmm. going to be a master course in setting boundaries and being okay with your boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And not shaming other people for different boundaries than yours. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. been quite That's a lot of good. shaming on the internet. Yes. yes. Yeah. So much. And we touched on this in our episode with Chad, um, if he had experienced any shame for having come from New York, you know, Mm -hmm. but really everyone is in the same boat. We don't need to shame each other. Let's all just do our best and set our boundaries and realize that we cannot control the behaviors of other people, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And if we want, we can do like Taylor did and we can remove ourselves from the situation at some Mm -hmm. point. Don't feel safe, you know? I think a big part of this too is coping ahead. So it's doing all of your kind of self-care things throughout the day, your week, to prepare for some of those situations that may catch you off guard and kind of activate this flooding in you. So how that would kind of look is, you know, recognizing your fear-based thinking not judging yourself for it and moving on, um, using those affirmations like Taylor did, and then doing some gratitude 
practice, I think has been really helpful for me. Um, just really trying to cultivate like a healthy emotional climate for myself in my mind. And mm-hmm. then coupling that with healthy actions. So it's kind of all the stuff we talk about, like moving your body, um, using healthy coping skills, surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good, um, mm-hmm. helping other people. And um, I think doing a lot of those things just help you be more resilient. And that's just like a general mental health practice, right? It's mm-hmm. not just for this situation. It's like, how do we be more resilient? Well, we take care of our minds and our bodies. Um, because a lot of situations in life are unexpected. Mm-hmm. And you really can see how how resilient you are when you're put in those situations. Um, So that would just Mm -hmm. be another thing is really practicing coping ahead. And hopefully you never have a situation like Taylor had today and -hmm. you don't have to experience that. But I just feel like the world is pretty tense right now. Like there's a lot of heavy things happening. And I mean, just driving around town, I've been honked at more in the past like month than I have in the past year. And a lot of that I don't think was because I was doing anything wrong. (laughs) I just feel like people are really stressed right now. Or like when I go out on walks and I'm with my baby and I have a stroller, like cars just zoom past me. I have to wait for so long to cross the street. And like just... That's just my sense that things feel really tense and heightened. No, there's like, there's definite energy. And it's just like this collective hum out there that's just like heightened and anxious and afraid. And yeah, I think everybody's been hibernating a lot of their emotions and now their emotions are coming out with them and it's hard to manage everything. We're all going to feel it. Yeah. And just remember that emotions are like waves. Mm -hmm. And so if, the wave crashes on you. If you have a big emotion or someone else's big emotion, the way to survive the wave is to go with it and not to resist. So let it go and then move on, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever the wave wants you to do, whatever you need to feel, feel it and then move on. So if you are standing in line and someone behind you sneezes and you have like a wave of panic, feel that panic. That's okay to be like, Oh my gosh, ah, coronavirus. But then take a moment and say, okay, I'm still here. I'm fine. What can I control? I can control that I'm wearing my mask. I can control that I have hand sanitizer. You know, I can leave if I would like to, you know, I really do have control over a lot of things, but I don't have control over that person's nose. So I'm letting go and I'm moving on with my life, you know, or if they cough or whatever, but remember it's okay to feel emotions and give everyone grace. Like Taylor did with this man. Like, remember everyone is collectively going through something hard and then they may on their own be poor at dealing with hard emotions. And so they're taking it out on you. That has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And so just remind yourself of that if you do come across something that is hard. It's not about you. And don't make it like, don't make your own emotions, don't push them onto other people because it's unnecessary right now. We all have enough to deal with, truly. Yes. So 
to remind you, our takeaways are set good boundaries like Taylor did for herself at the basketball court. I was going to say the food court, but it was not a food court. Wish it was a food court. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you would love to go to a food court right about now, wouldn't you? Just walk up and get your pretzels. Some Chick-fil-A. I don't know what else is at oh, a food court. But. Oh, yeah. Orange Julius. Hot dog on a oh, stick. Oh, yes. Those are like good yes. cheese tables, oh, right? Yes, of course. Exactly. Anyways, I digress. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Set good boundaries. Remember what KJ said about letting go of that fear-based thinking and trying to feel your fear and then think rationally. And then... Make sure to cope ahead so that you can become a more resilient human. And then don't be afraid to feel your feelings and allow other people to feel theirs too. Holler. You know, be safe out there, guys, emotionally <laughs> and physically. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a crazy transition back to normalcy, but I'll see you at Disneyland someday. I promise. Yes, you will. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloopers. Bloopers. Look for your Thoughts Pod mask coming soon. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would probably be made out of cheese sticks. Oh, yeah. Ew, why? Because you hate cheese. And it just seems like it'd be funny and ironic. <laughs> obviously, but okay, then yeah, well, as by my reaction, which was you, <laughs> you can tell that I would Ew, not like why? that. You're correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.